Welcome to the Unshrew Show. This is Dana and welcome back or welcome for the first time. I am excited to be here today. It's of course morning because that's when I usually record but good whatever afternoon evening whenever you're listening and a happy Cyber Monday to you all. Today is the day um, and that's all that I'm going to talk about actually Cyber Monday. It is a phenomenon now have you have you guys realized that so we have had 14 years of cyber monday and cyber monday is a marketer's holiday and i'm a marketer so it definitely makes me excited every year when it comes around not just because of the sales because i want to see the creative things that brands do online to drive the sales i mean usually the discounts rarely exceed 50% off. I mean, that's just is what it is. But I think the approaches and methods can change, you know, especially with all the different social media sites. I know I had to get off of Instagram on Saturday and Friday because I was getting so many ads. So I'm sure today there'll be even more ads. It's a Cyber Monday. I think I went and take a nap on Friday, came back and had like 20 text messages of Black Friday stuff. So She'll be just the same on Cyber Monday. So if you guys don't know, um, Cyber Monday, the name was started uh, by a marketer, uh, the senior vice president and president of strategic initiatives for the National Retail Foundation. So she stated the phrase. They wrote this article about it. It's definitely not just this made up thing. And. I work with a lot of data, so I think it's cool that the founding of Cyber Monday is rooted in data. The data showed that sales online peak the Monday after Thanksgiving. And it makes sense, naturally, just because that's when people are starting to, you know, transition from the Thanksgiving holiday. They're not quite as stuffed anymore from Thanksgiving food, and they're focused on buying their holiday presents. So they have their list, they're ready to get started, and they're hunting for deals. Uh, you know, I am at work full time. I look at data and come up with recommendations and suggestions on how to improve marketing efforts. So I think that this is a really great example of a holiday that was founded in data and they took the data and were able to drive more decisions and create campaigns that focus on what customers already showed they wanted. Like they already are going to shop on Monday. Let's just make it into a thing. And now, 14 years later, it is a thing. Uh, They're expecting about $9.5 billion in sales just for the 2019 Cyber Monday. So I think a lot of credit, pretty much all the credit goes to marketers for creating Cyber Monday and creating a new normal. They leveraged data to identify a trend they created marketing to drive more of that customer behavior that was already happening customers were already shopping more on the monday after thanksgiving and they've created a new normal it's hard for me to remember a monday after thanksgiving not being cyber monday it's been around 14 years that is a lot of my life (laughs) so therefore what i'm trying to say is like they've created this new normal it's normal for us to expect to shop on Cyber Monday, and they have a whole campaign created around it. It's just known as Cyber Monday. I think it's important, if you think about it, that the holiday is rooted in data because so often organizations have a lot of data that they don't use or leverage to make strategic decisions. A lot of times they're going off their, um, what's the best way to put it? made up expertise instead of really looking at what the customers are doing like 
I'll be in an organization where someone's like, hey, let's send out this message to all these customers because they really want to know about this product where we don't know for sure they want to know about this product. And maybe there's a different audience specifically that wants to get these deals or get these opportunities. And instead of sending it to this massive, massive, massive group of people that we think might care, let's send it to this smaller group and the results might be just a little bit better. I know numbers in terms of quantity of audience or quantity of people seem like the more you send it to the better but actually the more targeted and personalized and specific the message is tailored to that audience the more likely that audience is going to take the desired approach and what you're trying to market them so I was watching uh, the Ellen show the other day and there is a singer uh, her name is Allison Stone and I don't know if you guys remember her but she was actually in the Missy Elliott video work it when she was a little kid so she danced in that video and then if you if you're not familiar with Missy Elliott's work Missy Elliott was actually honored at the VMAs this past year for the Video Vanguard Award which should have been you know done long ago because her videos are very futuristic very impactful and just plain excellent uh and Allison Stoner went on Ellen's show and she was talking about how she become a minimalist and she basically could live out of her car and she really was trying to just get rid of everything like she even shaved her hair like it's Sinead O'Connor G.I. Jane type of haircut and just looks so good on her and she said getting rid of everything really helped me grow and then the next thing you know, Ellen brings out this like 72 inch TV screen to gift to Allison. And it was so awkward because she literally just told you how she's trying to minimize and reduce things. So I, I look at that as an example of giving someone something or trying to put something on someone that they just don't want. So imagine if she would have just given her the cash or if she would have just given her like a Netflix subscription, she could watch that on her computer or her phone. She doesn't have to have a 72 inch screen to watch that on. So that's what I always think of is you can market to the masses or you could market to those raving enthusiasts who really love what you have to offer or are really, really interested in it. Like someone like Allison Stoner is probably not going to shop on Cyber Monday, but would give a lot on giving Tuesday so know your audience and understand what they want from you and then the case of Cyber Monday I think that um they basically looked at the behavior that was already happening and made it into a thing and to me that's great marketing that's great that's a great thing so um in terms of other one of the other best things about Cyber Monday I would say is it's fair stakes so it's online, so everybody has a stake in the game or everybody has an opportunity to really sell things. I mean, it doesn't exclude people. You don't have a have to have a brick and mortar store. You don't have to be local to the people you're selling to. The reach is far, wide, deep, and it's pretty much become an international thing. So uh, I can buy something from, you know, a different country just because it's on the internet. So it gives them the the, the width and the, and the reach to market to people who are not right next door. Um, I think that Cyber Monday kind of tricked off the trend of sh uh, shopping days. And I say that because I don't think that if we – if we didn't have Cyber Monday, there would be no Giving Tuesday. Small Business Saturday wouldn't exist. And, you know, Small Business Saturday is actually trademarked by American Express. So I usually see these big influencer campaigns and sponsor post campaigns and um, a lot of ad campaigns 
by American Express, like really pushing for us to, to shop on Small Business Saturday. And I like Small Business Saturday, but it's very localized. You know, it's it's very much about going to the local store near you and shopping and supporting them. But this year I saw a lot more small businesses online leverage small business Saturday too and do a little bit more promotions then but I think it's it's wrong to expect a small business to do steep discounts like a Macy's so I'm not expecting a small business to give me 50 and 60 percent off or 40 percent off I'm expecting them to give like you know 15 to 20 and sometimes not even that sometimes it might be like a free bag I mean it's just a small business but your dollars definitely go further so I don't feel as bad going into a small business and spending more because it benefits them more than if I go to Macy's and spend like five hundred dollars it's just you know that's a drop in the bucket for Macy's but for a small business that just means a lot and it goes a lot further and it helps them a lot more to go in their store and spend a lot more money so um I think that when I think about these these shopping days and even giving Tuesday for brands to succeed on these days you really have to have a plan in advance like you can't just kind of throw something together you have to be thinking about this you think about it thoroughly and you really have to be focused on reaching those people who are interested in this stuff like everybody's not going to be interested in giving Tuesday that might be on your email list or might be in your database but if you really identify the people that maybe use data like look at who gave last year on giving Tuesday or look at who you know normally gives but hasn't given yet and look at who you know gives right at the end of the year those are the people that are that might be most likely to give on giving Tuesday that you want to be the most aggressive towards so you want to make sure you tell them like hey it's giving Tuesday we'd love for for us to be the charity of your choice I mean honestly like I said I love these days just because it makes me think outside of the box and there are already days where people are going to want to buy they're going to want to give I'm kind of looking forward to the future because now that we've gotten all the way up to giving Tuesday like what's Wednesday what's Thursday are they just going to make it into a whole week thing or do you think we have all the bases covered with Black Friday Small Business Saturday Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday I mean, there might be a little bit more room for that uh, for other days to come in. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a clever way or I'm sure there's more shopping trends that are happening on the Wednesday of that week and Thursday of that week. What I've noticed is a lot of brands making it into Cyber Week and not just Cyber Monday to kind of stretch out the opportunity to get you to spend and to give you time to spend over the whole week. Because if you think about it, everyone that didn't get paid Black Friday is going to be getting paid this next Friday if you get paid every other Friday or um, every Friday. So, you know, they might have more room to spend more the Friday of the cyber week. So uh, if I was planning out a deal, I might extend it all week or just do different days of stuff. I remember one year J. Crew did different days of the week for different specials like it might be like 50% off sweaters or 50% off socks or you know 50% off shoes or 40% off here so they kind of changed it up so that makes it kind of exciting and then you can kind of track like which day was most successful which day worked last year I noticed some brands are doing 40% this year where they did 50% before. So just seeing consumer trends. I mean, if you think about it, there's so many buying trends and there's so much data that a retailer could be looking at. Like if you did social ads, you could look at uh, information from there. Like what was the spin ratio? How many people converted from the ad to come 
to come buy something, if you're doing influencer campaigns, how many people made purchases through the influencer campaigns or through the, the links of the influencers. And then you could even look at this in-store sales, like how many people bought certain items in-store. So there's so much data that they can use to really see which deal worked, which still didn't work, and how to do things in the future. So if you think about it, because Cyber Monday has been around for 14 years, some of the companies might have 14 years worth of data that they can look at and say, like, this is what people did 2005. This is what people did in 2019. And I think the cool thing about that is I'm sure people are spending more 2019 than they did in 2005 just because we are more used to buying things online. If you think about it, I feel like when I was, you know, um, maybe in the year 2005, I think the only place I was really shopping online might have been like Amazon for textbooks for school. Whereas now, you know, people are ordering groceries, they're, they're doing all kinds, they're buying cars online. So if you think about it, I would, I would hope that there's been a spike in sales online in 2019, over 2005. And then if you, if you consider it, I would say, you know, 2019, I'm sure spending is up more than it was in like 2008, which was when we had the big financial crisis. So I'm sure there's a lot of trends that they can observe and decide like how to make most of the sale days I mean most people aren't shopping in stores anymore and I even noticed that when I went Black Friday shopping maybe last year or the year before I was walking through the mall and I'm like wow it's Black Friday and like no one's here and the reason why no one's there is because they can just shop online this year stores were a little bit more crowded but I definitely didn't feel like I saw a lot of people buying things I think um the mall that I usually go to which is Lenox Mall in Atlanta it's a big big mall but I feel like people go there more to be seen than to shop so there are a lot of people there just to kind of hang out and not necessarily with like shopping bags or really buying gifts so I think that um you know, it just depends. I mean, are people going in store? I think people are still going in store, but I also think people are shopping online and they're doing a little bit of both these days. So I can't wait to see what the data says about the Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales for 2019 and about the best marketing campaigns. I really appreciate it on Thanksgiving Day how a couple brands just sent me like a happy Thanksgiving message. It was not a sale. It was not a buy something. I mean, it might have had the header to go to their website, but it was not a push like, hey, start shopping now. I, I just really liked it just being like, Wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate you as a customer. We hope you have a really, really great day. And I was thankful for that. So off the top of my head, I can remember uh, Tiffany and Company sent me one. Nordstrom sent one that was like that. A couple small businesses uh, tone it up, um, the workout app, and they have a YouTube channel. And Serenby, which is a local community, um, sustainable community near me, it was literally just a scenic photo from the community. And it said, happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you. The picture was so nice. So I really like those things. Um, I think that... Gosh, I almost want to say like when I am running a digital department, that would be one of the initiatives I put forward. Like we really need to be communicating with our customers for their birthday and for these holidays just to say we appreciate you. I don't think that it takes a lot away from the sales efforts. And I think that it makes people think more favorably of your organization if you just take the time to make messaging that says thank you. We appreciate you. 
Um, last year for one of the vendors I work for, we sent out a campaign like that, that just literally said like, we appreciate you. We're so thankful for you. And it got really great, uh, email engagement. And when I look at email engagement, I really like to look at clicks. So it got a lot of clicks, um, within the email and it got a lot of opens. It got a pretty great open rate and we didn't get very many unsubscribes, which tells me that people were welcome to that kind of message. Like I'm looking at one that I got from HelloFresh now and I really like it. It's just simply saying I'm the CEO and I just want to personally wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And it's because of you that we're the America's number one meal kit. So throwing that in there just to say like we're the best because you've made us the best. And I appreciate things like that. Um, another one that I'm looking at now is from FabFitFun. I've been a subscriber to FabFitFun for maybe two or three years and I love my box. But it literally just says happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. And I think it takes very little effort for brands to do this I think it should be it it should be almost mandatory to an extent for brands to start just saying like we're thankful for you I don't want you to offer me a deal I don't want you to be trying to sell me stuff on Thanksgiving save that for Friday um and if you're a really savvy digital marketer, email marketer, you've got all your campaigns already planned. So you know, like, okay, we're going to send this Thanksgiving day, but then, you know, midnight or maybe after dinner time, we're going to let them know, like, here's what we have going on for a deal. Because trust me, people are getting hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of emails already pushing them products. So be the brand that stands out, be the brand that's different, differentiate yourself and make sure you just tell them how thankful you are for for them. Like even GNC sent me one that's like happy Thanksgiving from GNC and it's it's not aggressive push for me to go buy something. And I love it. So think about that when you design your holiday campaigns. Think about just telling people, hey, I, I appreciate you and I appreciate your support of the business. I think that makes you stand out so much. So Thank you for listening. I had a great time exploring the origins of Cyber Monday and looking at how long it's been around and really get into the root of why it was created. I mean, it's created because we're doing the actions already. We're already spending the money. So now it's just a big marketer holiday. And I'm sure all the data will continue to drive um, sales on this day and improving the way that we sell to customers and create products for them if you would like to you can follow me on facebook and twitter and instagram i'm the great dana j on all of those uh, my blog is back up and running the great dana j so you can check it out there and follow the podcast on itunes and google play store i'd appreciate it the untrue show and you can also um rate me give me five stars if you love it or give me other stars and let me know what I need to improve on. But hopefully it's five stars. (laughs) And like I said, I have so many fun things planned. So many great episodes coming up soon. I hope you enjoyed this one and you keep listening and I'll be back soon. Bye.